It's the JT the Brick Show. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Gets the snap, Raiders bring a blitz, he takes him off the middle, and he's wrapped up from behind! Guess who? Max Crosby! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Spinning around, he throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield, and Stiffler! Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you in studio with Bobby today. Just got here from practice. Day two of the joint practice with the San Francisco 49ers. What I saw, what I think, heading into the game on Sunday. Welcome into the show as we are brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. We thank them for everything they do as they are up with us for another year of football. PTs fuels the monologue. Uh, they have the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. And we thank them for all their support, especially what they're doing at the Strat coming up here. A lot of promotions, a lot of events, a lot of concerts. So you'll be hearing me talk about that as we get going. And excited about the game on Sunday. And we'll get rolling here. I know everybody wants to know. About Devontae Adams, he was right, I was 10 feet away from him when he got uh, moved to the locker room. He was not carted off the field. He walked off the field under his own strength. All of the insiders are tweeting about it. Deshaun Reed, it was a scary scene when Devontae went down at practice with an apparent injury to his right leg, but it's considered minor. Uh, We have one rule, we don't report on injuries until the Raiders give us the official report. It looked to be minor. He walked off the field right past Lincoln Kennedy, myself, Jason Horowitz. When he went down, it was big. It was a big hit. Devontae went down, and he went down hard. He went down hard in a joint practice where the Niners brought the pain and the heat, just like the Raiders were. I'm going to spend most of the day talking about the Raiders' defense on the back end, which is what I saw most of the practice I spent in one of the fields with the secondary. So I saw a lot of Trayvon Merrick, a ton of Marcus Peters, Jacorian Bennett, so I have a lot to say on that. Uh, Max Crosby, uh, some of the one-on-one drills, but I was you know, trying to get ready for the game on Sunday with some of the keys of the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance to an unbelievable touchdown early in practice, and I thought Jimmy G looked well. I thought Jimmy G looked fine. Open receivers. What happens in these joint practices is the quarterbacks hold on to the ball a little bit longer, and in a game it'd be a sack. So a lot of times you see Brock Purdy, he's back, he's back, he's looking, everyone's covered, and then you know a second later he hits someone. Well, in a game, he might have got sacked. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo. But they were playing hard. They were playing hard, and the Niners, the Niners have a very good defense. I mean, when you look at it, it's just hard – to say that the Niners aren't going to the NFC Championship game. And I look at the Raiders and I say, thank God the Raiders' defense has improved. I had to jump out of a meeting. We had Brian Hoyer and Patrick Graham, the D.C., and I had to leave to come here to do the show, which I'm excited to do, but I wanted to listen to Patrick Graham and ask him questions and talk about him in the Al Davis room, gorgeous conference room, overlooking everything there, but I had to jump out. So I'm going to be talking to Eric Allen after the show and – Look, when you look out there, the Raiders had a bunch of guys who are not out there today. Hunter Renfro, Devontae got banged up. I'm not going to say he got injured or hurt. He did get hurt. He went to the ground. Everybody was on a knee for a minute. He got up. He walked off the field. But most people don't think it's anything very serious. It was a clean play. 
It was a bang-bang play, very clean. So let me just say this about Devontae. Devontae is a specimen. He is a beast. And when he went down on that play, the Niner sideline went nuts. You know, they went crazy. You can hear him. You could hear him from Henderson to Summerlin. But as soon as Devontae didn't get up, everybody took a knee. Everybody took a knee and just was quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And then eventually Devontae got up and he just grabbed his helmet and walked to the locker room. And they didn't need the cart. They didn't have the cart out there. And again, bang, bang, play, very clean. This to me, and I've been to a couple of joint practices before, this is why you play football. Right here. Devontae is hopefully, hopefully going to be great. But you could lose a player for the season in one of these practices. It is not 80%, it's 100%. Everybody's playing their ass off on every play, other than sacking the quarterback. The coverage is tight. The linebackers, when they're blitzing, are picked up. And when you think about this compared to the game, and as we call the game on Sunday with the TV combination, we're kind of doing a Manning cast on the radio. I'm really excited to be a part of this. I'm going to be working with Matt Millen, Rich Gannon on the TV side, along with Lincoln Kennedy and Eric Allen, and a couple of surprises musical surprises, and legends. So I'm going to be kind of helicopter in a lot of this stuff, which I'm excited about. And we're going to talk a lot about the Raider matchup. So today, being with Lincoln Kennedy, Lincoln looks great. I don't know how much weight Lincoln lost, but he looks great. Lincoln left half of himself out in Arizona. Great to be with him, and I'll be with Lincoln, Gannon, Mill, and all them tonight. And the defense, that's all I was excited about. Jason Horowitz and myself were by one of the goalposts and watching these defenders kind of move, and the adjustments that they're making. Here's my takeaway. I think the Raider defense, if completely healthy, which would be a core four players, four starters, and I'm going to just say Jacorian Bennett for now, the rookie. I'm going to put him in there now, and that can change here. But when you look at what they have in the secondary of this team, it's good. It's good. I'm not saying it's great, but Trayvon Merrig and Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, Marcus Epps, and then what we're going to see with either Duke Shelley, Amik Robertson, you know, Roderick Teamer, Palomal, some of the players that are here, David Long, Sam Webb. These are players. You told me the Raiders were starting the season with Merrig, Sam Webb, David Long, Amik Robertson. I'd be like, uh, all right, you know, those guys can play. They're okay. They're, they were brought in for depth. But if you can leave the starters on the field on defense, which would be Marcus Peters, along with Nate Hobbs and obviously Jacorian Bennett, and then Marcus Epps, who I think brings a level of just experience and hard hitting. He got into it. I think it was with Ayuk. Ayuk caught a ball. I, I think it was a touchdown. And uh, uh, I thought at that point Epps came over, Merrig came over. They were in their face. Epps and Trayvon Merrig, to myself, is the biggest improvement on this team. I think the number one improvement on this team, from my perspective, going into the season if healthy, is a third-year Trayvon Merrick getting better, along with Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, but Epps on the back end and what Epps could do to line everyone up, noticeably different. Noticeably different. When the Niners were in the Raiders' red zone and you saw that tight goal line coverage with Merrick up at the line of scrimmage, Marcus Peters one-on-one, you looked and said, this is better than anything I've seen in Las Vegas since the Raiders moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. I finally have some upside that Patrick Graham can take these guys 
And if he leaves the starters in because they're not injured, they're not dinged up, and the reserves come in fresher in a rotation, in a nickel package, in a NASCAR package. So there's a package that you bring in a Meek Robertson. There's a package that you bring in David Long or Duke Shelley. I'm great with that. But the core guys, Marcus Peters. Let me tell you a story I heard yesterday. It's a good story. Someone told me who will not, I will not mention their name, said to me, this Marcus Peters is a dog. And I go, yeah, I heard that. You know, I was up in Oakland for 17 years. I know his history in Oakland. He said, no, 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 no. This guy goes into every locker room that he plays for and looks at everybody in the locker room and says, this is my locker room. I'm in charge. Defense, you come through me. Daddy's here. I'm here now. I'm standing up in the studio because I've heard that Marcus Peters literally goes into his home team locker room with his teammates and says, it's me. I got this. I'm the guy. And my hair was on my neck was standing up because the guy who told me the story was pretty animated. And he says, this is going to be different. These youngsters are going to look around, young two, three-year players, and see Marcus Peters come in, and he is going to demand everybody leave that tunnel with him ready for a fight and ready for a war. This guy's no joke. I don't know him. I know Charles Woodson well. I knew Willie Brown really well before he passed on. I'm hearing from inside this team that Marcus Peters is going to take over that defense. It's Max Crosby's defense. It's Chandler Jones. But he's going to say and act like it's his. That's exactly what this organization needs now. This organization needs someone to go from locker stall to locker stall on game day and say, I'm going out there. You better have my back. We are going to war. And he's one of those guys who can line up at the 50-yard line in Kansas City and go, yeah, we're here to play. This organization needed him. I don't know how great he's going to play. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I'm not here to predict that he's going to be a pro bowler. But they have a nasty, nasty leader, which is added to this locker room with Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, and the rest of the guys in there. They needed another alpha other than Max. And Marcus Peters is that alpha. So, again, I'm really excited about this. The linebackers today, from what I saw, you know, Spillane uh, got an interception on a tip ball. I think what we're going to see with Divine Diablo, he just, Divine Diablo looks like he belongs out there more than last year. Like, I never understood Divine Diablo. I, I haven't. I just think he's a great athlete, but does he have a nose for the football? It looks like he's better. Look, all I try to do is tell you what I know and what I hear behind the scenes, on and off the record. The defense is better. It clearly is better. It's a more competitive defense. If this defense was the Raiders' defense last year, there's no way the Raiders don't win 9-10 games because they lost five double-digit leads in the second half. There is no chance in hell that happens with Epps at safety and Marcus Peters at corner. Did you see what we had out there against Baker Mayfield in Los Angeles? That's not here now. This defense has the ability to go out and be confident. Where last year, I don't know, I can't be accurate with this, but Patrick Graham, I think, just put the guys out there, and I don't think the scheme was turned up. You know, like the kitchen heat, you turn it up. I don't think he could turn it up. He didn't have enough players. He didn't have enough guys. He had a bunch of guys who were average players at best. Now he's got a couple of more players that, again, I don't want to talk about next year. But if Dave Ziegler has one more offseason, one more in free agency, and a heavy defensive draft, this will be a really good defense. They're not there being a great defense, 
But I'm trying to find some optimism here because I'm going to have to do radio shows after Buffalo. I'm going to have to do radio shows after Kansas City. I'm going to have to do radio shows against the Giants and the Jets. And if they don't win those games or if they do, we'll be able to analyze the performance of all these players. We'll be able to say, well, he got burned twice. He needs to be benched. This guy needs to be in. We can't do that in the preseason. I got my chart here in front of me for Sunday, and most of the guys aren't going to play. And I think Deshaun Reed, well, I don't know how this guy does it. This guy's amazing with his eyeballs. He's able to tell you who's out there and who's not. Uh, This is a really important practice today, very important. And there are a lot of guys who aren't out there. There are a lot of guys who aren't out there, and I would assume most of it had to do with precautionary reasons why they weren't out there. Because to Sean Reed two hours ago, Raiders I didn't see at practice. Britton Brown, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Chris Lacey, Jesper Horstead, Michael Mayer, Brandon Parker, Chandler Jones, Tyree Wilson, Darius Harris, David Long Jr., and Brandon Faison, and Devontae Adams left practice. A lot of guys weren't out there today. And this is important. And the ones who don't concern me, because they're going to come back, is Michael Mayer, the tight end, and obviously Tyree Wilson. So today, when I got to the facility, I was uh, in an area, and Coach McDaniels came up to me. And I was able to see him, and he goes, walk with me. And I walked with the head coach for about five minutes, from the area that we were all the way out to the field. And he's asking me, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? I'm like, yeah, just ask him about a couple things, defense, stuff that, you know, just a private conversation with us. And as we were wrapping it up, Tyree Wilson walked by me. And Coach looked at him and said something to him. And I looked at him, and me and Coach McDaniels made eye contact. And I've never seen an athlete like this guy. Never. This is my 25th year with the team. I've seen some big guys. Max Crosby's a big guy. Chandler Jones is a freak. Oh, my God, this Tyree Wilson. I mean, mind-blowing. He looks like the greatest athlete you could – you can't imagine an athlete looking better than him. Like when you see Joshua the fighter, and he's not a great heavyweight, but you see him and you're like, oh, my God, I've never seen an athlete who looked like that. Uh, When you look at Tyree Wilson, and he didn't have pads on, and I just go, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this guy play, Coach. Because if the guy is ready to go, and he's probably pretty close to going. He's pretty close to going. we got plenty of time, plenty of time before that first game. And he should be good to go. You line that guy up on the outside and Max and Chandler Jones in some type of package with these interior guys, I cannot wait to see Tyree Wilson play. So in the monologue, I wanted to get Epps in the monologue, Trayvon Merrick, who I've been very critical of his play since he's been here. I think he plays way too deep, way too conservative, but he plays the defense they ask him to play. He's got to play better. If he wants to be here next year, he's got to stay on the field and play better. But Epps just looks different. And the rest of the defense and the offensive line look pretty good to me. The Niners look really good. Uh, The Niners look really good. I mean, look, I'll just say this about the Niners. When you're up close on the field and you, you take a look at Fred Warner, their linebacker, and you see Greenlawn, and you see what they have at that position, and Armstead, and Drake Jackson, and Hargrave over from the Eagles. I mean, these guys, Drake Greenlawn and Fred Warner. Huh. I mean, the Niners, the Niners have a, I don't know how you 
you run the ball against these guys. They're all monsters, and Zeus was running. He had a couple of good runs, but it would have been nice to see Josh Jacobs here, which I understand why he's not. He doesn't have to be here. It would have been great to see Josh Jacobs go up against this Niners' number one defense. This Niners' number one defense is no bleeping joke. That defense is freaking stout, no doubt. And the Raiders have a couple of good players that could play, but there there aren't many Raiders, so this is a compliment to the Niners and hopefully a compliment to the Raiders because I just told you how great some of these guys are. Most of the Raiders' starters would not play for the Niners as starters. They wouldn't, other than Max Crosby. You could debate Chandler Jones. The Bosa's not coming off the field. You look at their front and their interior, especially. They have the best interior. Saw Clee Farrell today. Didn't get a chance to say hi, but he was out there. And uh, the rest of this team, as you look at them and their secondary and what they have, they're very good. Very good. Now, you could take this out of context, or you could take it in context, because a lot of people like to take my show out of context, and I'm a nobody. Who am I, right? I'm just a guy up behind a microphone, but you'll hear something. So let me say this in three, two, and one. I do not believe in Brock Purdy. Had nothing to do with today. I do not believe in Brock Purdy as the anointment of the next Joe Montana and Steve Young. I do not believe in that. I believe in second-year quarterback regression. Mac Jones, great example with Bobby's team, the Patriots. Mac Jones played really well his first year. Second year, a little bit of a regression. The Niners are all in on Brock Purdy. The entire season, everything revolves around him. If you took Aaron Rodgers, if you took Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, who weren't available, Aaron Rodgers was, but the, but the Packers weren't going to do a deal with the Niners. If you took, let me give you a better example. If you took Joe Burrow and put him on the Niners, Niners would win three out of the next four Super Bowls. I really believe that. Everything else is set. But they got Purdy. Purdy was picked off a few times today that I saw right in front of me. And is he a good player? Yes. But my mind doesn't believe in Mr. Irrelevant taking a team. If Brock Purdy was in the AFC with all these other quarterbacks, you wouldn't be talking much about him. Wouldn't be. But now that he's in the NFC and maybe one of the best quarterbacks is Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. You go around. Jalen Hurts is a great player, but young. So Brock Purdy is going to hang around this year blindfolded. Brock Purdy is going to win 11 games. This Niner team is going to win 11 games, rolling out of bed in the morning, 11 games. This is what we want the Las Vegas Raiders to become. Where And I, I bought into this. I bought into it with Gruden. I bought into it with Josh McDaniels. Why wouldn't? I believe what they said. Both Gruden and Josh McDaniels want to win every game. They want to win Super Bowls. That's how they're wired. The Raiders needed faster, smarter, and more explosive players. Ziggler has done that with Jacorian Bennett. He has done that with him, and Dave Ziggler was able to do that with Zeus, the backup running back. He's that type of guy out of Georgia, and they were able to do that. And he's not, he's not fast anymore. He's on the back end of his career, but Marcus Peters is very smart, very smart and physical, and I think he's going to play a really big role there. So that's the monologue. How long did we go? 19 minutes. It's nice to have one of those shows with three guys and a gal that you can just kind of take a 30-second break, Bobby, but we, we got to take a breath here. That's the monologue. We want to hear from you, and here's the topic of the day. The topic of the day is simple. I'm not talking about Devontae's injury. 
He got banged up today. He didn't break his leg. He didn't tore up his ACL. Okay, so that didn't happen. So I'm not going to talk about Devontae's injury until I hear from the Raiders. I need to know what player, give me the name of the player as I prep to be on the call of this game, that you want to see the most. Because the starters aren't probably going to play. But a lot of guys like Illuminor Will, Alex Bars, Dylan Parham, I don't know, I think he might play. You know, you're going to see Aiden O'Connell might be the guy that you tell me. You might go down the list here, say Zeus, Zamir White, Sincere McCormick. I think I'm going to call his game a lot. One of the backup running backs. This running back room is good. And maybe a wide receiver from Cam Sims. Uh, You might want to say Keelan Cole. You might go Philip Dorsett or DeAndre Carter. I need the Raider Nation ahead of a game on Sunday. This is the last show of the week, Friday. Give me the one player that you're going to sit down in your seat at Allegiant Stadium or watch the broadcast. And I encourage you to listen to us on radio. Like I know you will, but the TV broadcast is really cool. Jason Horowitz moves from radio to TV with Matt Millen and Rich Gannon. That's going to be an excellent call. And who's the one player that you want to see have a great game that you believe could really be an impact guy? I haven't done that all year. It's not my style, but it is before the game. I got to know from the Raider fans when I'm on the broadcast to say Raider Nation wants blank to have a big game today. Who is that player? 702-365-9200. Man, it was hot out there. (laughs) It's hot out there. It wasn't brutal, but when the sun comes out and there's no cloud cover out there in deep, 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 deep Henderson, it gets hot out there. It was hot out there today, but so many, you know, the highlight of my day is Matt Millen. Whenever four-time Super Bowl champ, whenever I could be around Matt Millen was fantastic. The alumni are in town, um, I think a couple hundred. Who does that? How, let, me, let me say that. Not one owner in sports. Isn't the Steinbrenners with the Yankees? They have one thing, old-timers day. They invite some people back. No owner in professional sports does what Mark Davis does. Talk to him about it today. Uh, we talked about this alumni weekend and he's very humble about it. Any Anybody, anyone who played for the team that wants to come back this weekend is invited. You can play 10 games, or you could have played 16 seasons. You're invited back. From Tim Brown, Fred Bolitnikoff, Matt Millen, who won four Super Bowls total, a couple with the Raiders, to a guy who played in the 80s, 11 games, and you kind of don't remember him, they'll be here. Because that's the way the Raiders treat their they're players and they're alumni. No team in professional sports does that. And is that important? Hell yeah. Does that win you games? Well, it's supposed to. You have all these alumni around the field, and you're a player, and you come off the field, and, oh, there's Fred Bolitnikoff. Oh, there's Ted Hendricks. Oh, my God, there's Dave Casper. Maybe I can talk to him. Maybe I can sharpen my skills by asking them a question. They're available for these players here. Raider 27 in Salt Lake City. Thank God I'm on in Salt Lake City today, Bobby. What's happening? Start us off. JT. Yes. Um, I have another topic, but mm-hmm. uh, you brought your topic up. Mm-hmm. What I would say is I want to see if Zeus can sidestep defenders in the hole and find the right, the correct lane to make the run. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be critical for him this year because if our line's not better than it was last year, Jacob's made a lot of big runs after he – sidestep someone in the hole. So I think that's one of the things I'm going to watch. So my other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, you had a caller on yesterday that was talking about the preseason games. And I have a different take on the preseason Mm -hmm. games. I realize they don't mean anything, 
But those young men are out there busting their rear ends, and they've been at it for months, and I think they deserve your respect. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, I've seen some really, really good plays made watching preseason games. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, when they do the transactions, I read every player's name Mm -hmm. everywhere in the league because those guys work so hard, and they're still one in 20 million that Mm -hmm. even make it to the NFL camp. These are elite athletes. And then you also brought out looking at Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. I got a little story. We were invited to go to the Raiders when they were in Oxnard mm-hmm. at the hotel they stayed in yep. and worked out in. And I was walking, going for a morning walk, and I looked up and I saw Andre Bruce in just his, uh, just like a little pair of football shorts. And I'm like, oh my God. I had to tell myself to quit staring and wave because. Mm-hmm. I had never seen an athlete that looked like Andre Bruce before. Anyway, JT, I got a million training camp stories because we used to go do that every year, but I know that you're busy and you got other stuff going yep. on. Thanks for taking my call. Thank phone. you. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Thank you from Salt Lake City. Again, I can't do this show without that app. We need to hear from Raider fans around the country. Very important to me. Very important to my mindset and knowing that people are listening in other markets. I can't do a Vegas show. Can't. Can't. I love being on in Vegas. I'm based here. I live here. I have a roof here. I need to know that we're talking to Raider fans all over the planet, and we invite them all in. So ESPN's lead story, number one story at ESPN.com, Las Vegas wide receiver Devontae Adams limped off the practice field Friday with what appeared to be a leg injury suffered during a joint practice. Josh McDaniel said after practice that he had yet to receive a report on Adams' injury, which occurred on a big hit. During the joint session of practice, quote, I don't think it was crazy serious. It was kind of a bang-bang play, totally clean on both sides. So we weren't going to see Devontae play anyway. All we want to do at some point is make sure that he's okay and ready to go. The Raiders added to their running back depth, Damian Williams. He was just signed here. He's there as a veteran as they wait for Josh Jacobs to come from his holdout. Zamir White and Amir Abdullah also on the roster there. So we have the Josh McDaniels press conference that I'm going to get to here in the first hour. Levi Edwards uh, joins me in the 1 o'clock hour, and that's about it. Bobby knows I like to bail on Fridays in August. Not anymore. We are here. We are here throughout the season. Next week I'll be off because I'll be in L.A. We're going to be in L.A. on Thursday and Friday for the joint practices with the Los Angeles Rams ahead of that game at SoFi Stadium. Raiders played three games this year in the preseason. Allegiant Stadium, SoFi Stadium, and Texas Stadium in Dallas, AT&T. Pretty big venues. Uh, the movement, uh, Dave Ziegler tell Eddie Pascal the opportunity to travel, get in a routine, get out of a routine, get in again is a big deal. And the Niners feel great about being in Vegas. Talked to a couple of people on the Niners staff, a couple of the coaches that I was introduced, and they're thrilled. They can't believe what this building looks like where the Raiders are at. All right, so that's where we are. We start off the show. we got a lot to tell you. Also, the Black Hole has got a whole bunch of events coming up. And Cisco's going to check in. We'll talk to him. And we're going to have a lot more to get to. So we want to hear from you on the one player you want to see shine in Sunday's preseason game. You're looking at that player and you want to see a performance. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. Uh, it was, it was wild, man. Uh, 
I was doing my thing, trying to get my foot ready. That didn't work out, you know, how I wished it would have. Uh, but, you know, those guys going through three quarterbacks and still making it to the NFC Championship game, I mean, that's, that's damn impressive for a team. So I, I know Niners, you know, they got a great team and everything. We had, had a great time. Uh, you know, it's on to Vegas now. But, yeah, I treasure those, those times. Those were good times. That's Jimmy Garoppolo, JT, back with you. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Remy has so many great brands they're associated with. They elevate the radio show. Uh, Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Proud partner of our show here. So Devontae Adam uh, suffered an apparent leg injury. Is it an ankle, lower? I don't know. We'll get more on this. It'll be, we'll have more of it on the broadcast coming up on Sunday. We meet with Josh McDaniels tomorrow on Saturday and Patrick Graham, the D.C., and we'll see what happens by Sunday. Devontae wasn't going to play in the game anyway. And the depth chart at wide receiver, I don't know who's going to play or not. I know I'm a 1,000%, not 100%, 1,000% sure Devontae will not play coming up in this game. I don't think I don't know if you want to play Jacoby Myers or not. Uh, I wouldn't play Hunter Renfro. I wouldn't. Maybe they do, but no need to play Hunter after these practices. He wasn't out there today. If he wasn't out there today at a dual practice, why would Hunter play in the game? I saw a lot of DeAndre Carter, Philip Dorsett, Keelan Cole, and I'm a big fan of Trey Tucker coming in here. A good fan of Trey Tucker. And I think everybody, that's probably the one player for me as we're looking for all fans to chime in today. Who's the one player you want to see? For me, it's Trey Tucker. I like what Trey Tucker can be. He could be someone that no one could match up with because they're too busy double-teaming Devontae. They got to keep an eye on Michael Mayer. They got to keep an eye on Jacoby Myers. And then you look around and you're going, oh, my God, Trey Tucker's lined up wide. Oh, oh, Trey Tucker's in motion. Oh, Trey Tucker just got the ball on a jet sweep. What can he do in this offense? And I was talking to Lincoln Kennedy and Jason Horowitz about this today. How many, I don't know what Hunter Renthrow is going to get for season total and catches, but I would think it would be over 70. You know, he had 100 plus one year. There's just too many guys. Whenever you have Devontae Adams, who got banged up today, whenever you have Devontae, you're never going to hear me say throw it to anybody else. They're going to throw it to other people. We know that. But I like Devontae getting a lot of the looks, a lot of the targets. But how many less targets is Hunter going to get? Because Trey Tucker is going to take away 20 of his catches, 25 of his catches. I don't know. I hope Hunter has a big year. He's, he's saying everything right. 702-365-9200 on the player that you want to see have a big preseason game. And it's important. There's a whole bunch of guys who are third and fourth string that need to have a big game. Let's get out to Cisco, the president of the Black Hole in Vegas, as there's a lot going on in Vegas. And I'll tell you, Cisco, you guys got it humming. You know that this is a window of opportunity to capture some Raider fans and some Bay Area fans heading into this game. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, JT. Thanks for uh, taking the call, man. But, uh, yeah, you got it right, man. I mean, what's, what's better than the, uh, the uh, <laughs> I guess, the new Battle of the Bay, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to tag it nowadays since we're down here in the Southwest. But, uh, yeah, lots going on, man. But to um, answer your question, well, I know my guy's not going to be playing, but I'd love to see Tyree Wilson. I, I can't, see, can't wait to see what this guy's going to bring to the table once he l- laces him up and gets on the field. Uh, but you, you know, you touched on it earlier, man. Hey, Diablo and Trayvon, those guys, they got to realize, man, they got to step it up. Mm-hmm. Or they're gone, you know. So I want to see some some good play out of both of those guys. Uh, but yeah, man, like you said, we got a lot going on, and man, between Mark and I and John mm-hmm. and the rest of the team, <laughs> our wheels are spinning. So you know, tonight we're gonna we'll help out the. Uh, 
Our buddies over at Gold Bar Whiskey at uh, one of your favorite spots, the Eight Lounge. Eight Cigar you know? Lounge tonight. I have yeah, the best eight. times in Vegas at Resorts World is at Eight Cigar Lounge. So you yes, guys, sir. you guys are going to be there tonight uh, from yes. five to seven p.m. at Resorts World. Yeah, yeah, just mm. doing a little uh, Gold Bar Whiskey tasting with mm. some, so obviously with some nice sticks, some nice cigars, and uh, and then tomorrow, man, we just keep it keep it going. We got Crabtree signing at Flanker at Mandalay Bay from five to seven. Uh, and then after that, man, we're just going to walk down the hall to uh, to Eye Candy and, mm-hmm. you know, get a little of that energy out on the dance floor and, and th- at the lounge over there with our buddy DJ John B. from uh, 8 to midnight. So, and obviously the cold Coronas and Modellos will be in Buckingham. Nice. So I uh, ho- hope to see you out there. No doubt about it. So you got a, you got three events and also a signing with Michael Crabtree. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, hey, you know, it's our, with our buddies, uh, you know, Javier, League of Bandits. Mm-hmm. He's uh, kind of worked together and lining that up for us. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good time. We're trying to bring everything we said we wanted to to Vegas. Yeah. And, uh, we're, we're doing the best we can. And, you know, hey, we need feedback from the nation. You know, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear? And, you know, all the information they need to know, man, just go to our website, you know, theblackhole.com. There's a comments area there. Mm-hmm. You can reach out. Um, just let us know. We need to hear from the nation. We know what we like. We need to know what they want. No, I got it there. So you got a bunch of different events going, which is great. Go to theblackhole.com. Oh, yeah. Everything is there for all of our all of our listeners, our viewers, all our different platforms. And again, you got a lot of stuff lined up. I will tell you this, which I mean, we're, we must all be growing up. We're all getting older because you're doing some events with the Niner Empire. So yeah, this is a yeah. peace and love time in the Raider Nation. There's no, there's no Niner fans can't come. The black hole welcomes everybody. Have a good time. I like that. You know, if you would have, if you would have told that to me 25 years ago when I rolled with the black hole, I don't think that would have happened there, Cisco. Hey, hey, trust me. Yeah, you're right. Hey, I still. I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of my my Facebook mm. post advertising any of this. I'm like, bang, bang. Well, you know, it mm. doesn't matter. Does anybody care? <laughs> you know. I, I take my little pokes in there where I can, but uh, mm-hmm. it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. You awesome. Know? Uh, but, well, uh, I'll see yeah, you out here over the weekend. Nice. And uh, at the J-Lot, you're still tailgating in J-Lot. And I know there's an announcement coming up uh, about the walk across the bridge for the oh, yeah. Sunday night game. We'll wait for the, us to get closer for that. But I'll see you out that J-Lot, too, on Sunday before the game. Sounds good, my friend. Take Thank care. you, JT. All right, let's go, everybody. Everybody else is waiting around on a Friday, man. I'm doing a live radio show. This ain't no podcast. Let's go with the Niners in town. The Niners radio network is listening to our show. They're listening to us here. We want Raider fans to be like they are energy-wise at KMBR up in San Francisco. Energy, excitement for the Raider Nation here. And as Bobby talked about, I think a lot of the Raider Nation is breathing heavy today because Devontae got injured. Or banged up is the right word. That's what I'm just going to wait to hear on a legal play, on a bang-bang play. Uh, Devontae left the field and went into the locker room. And Josh McDaniels was able to speak about this or touch on it. So as I was driving back here, this was Josh McDaniels who met the media about 45 minutes ago. Head coach, Josh McDaniels at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, fundamental technique work, one-on-ones, competitive, uh, situational work, um, you know, and do it the way we did it, you know, spirited. These are always spirited, but 
clean. Everybody, uh, I think, did the right things, and um, I think both teams had an opportunity to improve. So I give Kyle and John and their group uh, a ton of credit for this, and uh, we would do it again with them. So um, questions? Josh, uh, we saw that Devontae Adams uh, have to leave practice. Yeah. Also didn't see um, Hunter out there or anything. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that weren't out there, so I, don't know, I was in the double digits. But um, no, I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I don't think it was crazy serious. It was just kind of a bang bang play. Totally clean on both sides. I didn't get to see them all. I I was over there on the other field, but I heard I heard some of them. Yeah, it was it was six today, I think, and around that many uh, yep. yesterday. It's kind of starting to become a theme um, for for you guys in training camp. But I know it is just training camp. Yeah, I keep that in perspective. But it's something that we haven't really seen a lot of uh, around here, and certainly not last year. You starting to get encouraged by what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think they're. Um, you know, in order to get the ball, you have to uh, be connected. You have to know what your job is, and you have to be willing to make a play when it's coming into your area. And uh, if you're not connected, then there's a lot of big holes in the defense, and you don't really have chances. Um, you know, and if you are, then you can make the windows tighter, and then you get tend to get more hands on the ball and. Who knows what happens when you get tips and all that stuff. And I don't know how many of them were tipped or not. I don't really know. But, um, you know, I, I, I like the idea of any defense that we put out there, you know, being aggressive and trying to get the football. We talked about that all off offseason, uh, seeing if we can improve ourselves in that area. I think the players have worked really hard at some of the techniques uh, that you would use, um, you know, in, in, in trying to create turnovers. And the coaches have, have identified them. So, um it's exciting for our guys when they make a play, um, and uh, hopefully we can continue to improve in that and then ultimately do them in the regular season. Clearly, it's not the regular season, not making it that, but when you look at how the first two weeks of camp went and then coming in in both days, you guys look like the better team. My point to you is are you able to enjoy it, or is you, as a coach, is it, I'm always going to just look for the negative? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about uh, what, you know, there's no scoreboards out there, you know what I mean? And so... Um, I think there was a lot of repetitions by both sides where uh, both teams did some things very well and the other team's going to learn from them. That's kind of how I look at these practices. Um, I don't really try to worry about the, you know, uh, who's who's got the advantage in terms of, you know, winning the practice or the period. I just really focus on each individual play or period and what the focus is. Um, I thought our team was really into whatever that segment was. Red zone defense, two-minute, uh, move the field. Uh, we had some different things going on today that I thought that, you know, you could see their awareness, and that's really what this practice is about, is being able to uh, see if you have 11 guys out there that know what's going on, are aware of the situation, how much time's remaining, you know, what down is it, you know. And so um, you can't – it's hard to – like I said, it's hard to simulate that when you're on your own. And so to be able to do that, I felt like we were improving in that area. We saw a lot of things last night in the film that we needed to do better as a, as a football team. And uh, I think our guys had great intentionality today in terms of, like, let me try to fix something that I can control. So um, we'll see what the tape shows. But, uh, you know, there's always going to be things to fix. <clears throat> Have you made a final determination on Garoppolo for Sunday? How much will he play if he plays? We have not made any final determination really on anybody. We're going to talk about that tonight and, you know, and just kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that there was guys that got a ton of reps in the last two days. So 
Um, we're going to make sure that, you know, like I said, we looked at it as a three-day sequence here against the same team. So we wanted to try to give everybody about the same opportunity, depending on how practice went. And then you kind of divvy up the game reps accordingly. So we'll kind of take stock of it here today. Uh, running back Damian Williams. What was kind of the thought process behind that? Yeah, we had, you know, a couple guys that got nicked a little bit. So, you know, you're just getting ready to, um, you know, go into a preseason game where there's four quarters, regardless of whether you want them or need them or, or run out of players. And so um, Damian's a guy we worked out earlier in uh, in training camp. He was in shape. He's had a productive career. He's a good He's a good football player. He's smart. He's tough. Um, and so we were interested in him, honestly, before that. But, um, you know, when you start to get a little low at a number here and you got to play a game, and really we're going to play two in six days, you know, along with another two competitive practices. So just trying to make sure that at each spot we can, we're kind of, you know, healthy, as healthy as we can be going into, I'd say, this, this stretch, of game, stretch of days, which is going to be an important one. Coach, now that you've had Samir White for a while, how does he compare to the evaluation you had on him during the NFL draft process? Um, you know, he's, he's improving. Uh, there's no question, but you know, the things that we saw, he's powerful, you know, he's fast, um, he's tough. Um, you know, he, he's a downhill runner that can really, you know, produce, um, yards between the tackles or around the edge. And so, um, he's worked hard at his past game discipline, you know, and protection and catching the football and, um, just another, a good example of a young player doing a lot of the things that you need to do to try to get better and be a good NFL football player. So, um, excited about where he's at and the progress that he's made so far. What have you seen so far from uh, Trey Tucker? What's the next step for him and his development? Yeah, um, Trey's Trey's handling a lot of stuff, you know, and um, you know he he's he's learning multiple positions on offense, which for a young player is great that he can do that. He has the aptitude to do it. Um, you know, we all knew he was fast when we drafted him, but. It's, you know, in the NFL, it's not just good enough to be fast. you got to be able to use your speed the right way and, um, you know, learn how to run routes against different techniques and those kind of things. I think that's where we're at right now in his development is how do I improve the technique so that I can beat good players in the NFL, you know, when I have to and when I need to. So, um, you know, made some good plays today. Another handful of things that I'm sure we're going to learn from, but, um, he's been out there every day, which is great, you know, for young players to be out there and have those opportunities. Um, that's the best thing we can ask. What do you think of the last couple of days with uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, how he looked? Yeah, he, um, you know, Nesta's a, he's a powerful guy in there and he's done some good things. He's done some good things in training camp, you know, and um, learning. Uh, I think that's a good word right now, learning, because, um, you know, you need different techniques for different schemes and uh, based on what you see and your tips and, and those kind of things. But he's learning. He plays hard. He's physical. Um, we saw that in college. We felt like that he would do that in the NFL regardless, um, you know, and, and trying to add to some of the things that he already naturally did well in terms of pass rush and, you know, technique and those kind of things. So. Young player with a long way to go, like everybody is uh, at that stage. But um, again, out there, you know, working, getting a lot of repetitions, uh, which is the way you get better. Do two more, Deshaun and Alex. Uh, Josh, kind of stepping from that question. Obviously, any pass rush is good, but particularly when it's from the interior, that tends to affect quarterbacks. What's it been like to see that group kind of come to life? For you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's if 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 the middle if the middle doesn't really get any push in there. Um, you know, and, and the tackles on, an, on another team do a good job of trying to protect the inside and force the edges to run around the, the quarterback. 
then the quarterback has a chance, obviously, to step forward. So um, whether it's end, the ends ripping inside and running games or what have you, uh, or the inside guys creating disruption on their own, um, it really affects the ability of the quarterback to help the tackles. And so um, I think both teams probably did, you know, some of that in the last two days. And your quarterback feels it the most, you know, because he can't really go forward. So, um, you know, any any type of pressure to the spot, we call it, I mean, is good. Um, I didn't really, like I said, we'll we'll see how we did on that today. And um, the quarterback always has an opportunity to help, you know, avoid some of those things. But if you get inside pressure, it's it's it makes it tough. Uh, just two parts. One of them, uh, it's been a while since you saw Brandon Face and uh, cut it off. Did you have an update on him? And then also, uh, what, what are you looking for for guys to kind of make their name on Sunday to kind of stand out for you? Uh, no update on Face. I mean, still working to try to, you know, um, you know, be back as soon as he can. Um, but the um, Sunday, I mean, it's not really about making a name. It's really about trying to go out there and do your job, you know, and and who's disciplined enough to do it uh, as many plays as they're out there. You know, they might be out there for two quarters. They might, some of them might be out there for, you know, 15 plays. Some of them might be out there for the whole game, you know. And so you're trying to see who can be disciplined enough to know what their job is, uh, communicate with their teammates, and then try to use the right technique and, you know, see if they can help their team, their side of the ball, make good plays because they're doing the right thing at their spot, you know. So um, I don't want 11 guys going out there as independent contractors trying to, you know, light up the scoreboard, and that's not really the way to play football, you know. So you got to trust the other guys around you, and you got to do your part. And so this will be our first opportunity to see that, I'd say, as a whole with all three phases. Yep. Thank you. All right. There he is, Josh McDaniels. Happy we were able to get this. Uh, that was uh, before I left to come back here. Got a chance to hear all of that and clean play on Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams went down pretty hard today at practice, left practice on his own. He walked into the locker room. He was not carted off the field. And we'll wait from the Raiders to hear more and more about this. Again, I don't know what we're going to hear from this. Really, the NFL teams don't tell you exactly. As long as someone's walking, available, didn't break anything, didn't tear something. Normally they tell you they're banged up, and then you have to wait around until you get a, a report. And when you get a report from a head coach, the report is usually vague. And it's very vague when it comes to an injury or the status of a player until they want to tell you when the player is available to come back. I didn't expect to see Devontae after today, just in street clothes for Sunday. And then you would hope that you would hope that if Devontae is okay and good to go that he's ready for practice against the Rams. You need Devontae healthy in L.A. for the joint practices with Jimmy Garoppolo. And for whatever reason, if he's still a little bit banged up for that, not the end of the world, it's preseason practice. You want him out there for the joint practices for obvious reasons, but it's not the end of the world. And Devontae walked off on his own right past us today, and he wasn't carted off the field, which is important, which is important that he wasn't carted off the field. We'll talk more about the depth of the tight end position, too. Michael Mayer has been missing for a couple of days, and I thought Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper's a really good route runner. He had a couple of nice catches. We'll talk about some of those positions. A.J. Cole, Daniel Carlson. We're very fortunate to have A.J. Cole around here. A couple of those booming punts. Booming punts were fun to watch. Ray Ray McLeod broke his wrist yesterday, the return man for the 49ers. Ronnie Bell getting in a little bit of work at that position there, too. So they're trying to figure out who is going to be available after a pretty good player. Their return man looks to be out for about eight weeks. Eight weeks going forward, and that's an important position. Not as important as it used to be, 
back in the day. Back in the day, it used to be a massive uh, position because guys took the ball out of the end zone. Now Willie Sneed will get more snaps as a return man to, uh, for Sunday as we see that. So the joint practices are over. The Niners are in town. I would think tomorrow would be walkthroughs, and then we're going to get a chance to sit down with Coach privately tomorrow and get ready for the broadcast. The alumni are in town, all over town. Excited to see them tonight. Busy time of year as we get rolling. The DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Not only proud partners of the Raiders, but two of the great attorneys who are humble, their dad's legacy, and try to help get to the DeCastaverde Law Group.